0: Hello, hello, welcome to Because I Got Highlights with Terrence and Warren. We are separated by distance, Warren on the East Coast, Terrence on the West, but we are united in our passion for basketball and how it impacts us. We're here to have fun, laugh, and highlight the things about basketball and cannabis that we just gotta tell you. What you smoking? Let's get started because,
1: bitch, I got highlights. Here we are, the inaugural episode. What's going on, Terrence? How's it going tonight? How's it going,
0: Warren?
1: Good to see you. Good to see you. I'm super excited to be talking about and getting to this project here. We have a brand new podcast. And what's it called? Because I got highlights. Yes, sir. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about basketball. We're going to be talking about highlights. We're going to be talking about weed. We're going to be talking about anything and everything that's coming to our minds. A couple of best friends is going to be hanging out. Some professional, some not so professional. I'm not the professional. And we're just going to be hanging out for a weekly podcast. I'm pretty excited about it. And so You get a little bit of us, what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be breaking down a lot of different stats. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things as well. And I think another thing that we're going to be bringing to the table is really starting to highlight a little bit more of the kind of the local news. So we're going to be selecting one team that we're going to be talking about every uh, every week, at least for the month, sort of like a theme. So really pumped and kind of get into it. Uh, Before we start diving into like our show notes and everything, let's talk a little bit about our history. So uh, Terrence, how did we get here? Talk to me about that.
0: How did we get here? Oh my God. Uh, Warren and I have known each other for years from our days working uh, back in the day together. Uh, big old company back in the day. And uh, we each had our own movie podcasts. And uh, <laughs> if you've listened to our movie podcast before, I, we're still here. We're still friends. We're still, we still talk to each other all the time. And uh, I feel like in the last two years, we've just like intermittently been texting back and forth about basketball shit, like, and just in the last two years saying like hasn't basketball gotten really fucking awesome in the last two years it seems like i'd say in the last five but like i feel like two it's been like like meteoric for sure uh, and we just could not stop talking about just things happening and being like yo, we should really just start talking about basketball like in a podcast style this way and like here we are and uh it's so exciting because like i i told a friend i was going to be talking about basketball and he's like you're going to start a basketball. He didn't even know I loved basketball. Yo, <laughs> basketball is a secret yeah. love of mine. And when I tell people, they're like, wait, you like basketball. So guys, I, uh, part of my credentials is here. I, uh, I am a uh, championship winning coach. Uh, yeah. I don't, don't hurt him. so that's why I, I have some street cred and being able to talk about basketball around here, guys. Uh, it was the boys and girls club, but just letting you know, Hey, 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 hey. Say with your chest. You good? You good? One for one. One for one. Right. Okay. There you go. Uh, Warren. Why? Are, tell, what about you? Why are you here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I love sports. I am addicted to just about almost anything sports related, mainly either playing it, learning it, watching it, talking about it. You know, I'm one of those people that like follows the World Cup because I can follow some of the games that it's here, right? I follow the baseball once it gets exciting. You know, hockey, I just can't get into it, but it, it is exciting when it gets to the playoffs. And so I immerse myself in everything. The main two sports is going to be basketball and football and football. And um, I think one of the biggest reasons I moved to Massachusetts and Boston it was to get closer to. Oh, I like the Boston Celtics, so can I just go to those games? And I have gone to a significant amount of games, and it's been really nice to live in an area where you can get every single game televised. So
0: jealous! It's Fuck you!
1: Insane! Yeah, I know it's. Uh, you. I've definitely got that privilege, you know for sure. Thank you. And so, but since then, you know, I've just been like obsessed with kind of looking at it, talking about stats, really getting into the nitty gritty of plus minus efficiency, things like that. Of a lot of these things that people don't tend to talk about. And so, um, we we are basically taking, you know our text message conversation, you know, together and make it into a podcast, right? And so we're we're talking about links, we're pulling up articles, we're talking about stats, and anything that we do pull up, I definitely want to make sure that we're going to leave, you know, the the link in the show note, whether it's an article, I definitely want like, to, you know, give credit to where credit's due. Um, so we're basically kind of creating that because, damn, there's been some insane highlights that we got. So we, we definitely want to talk about it.
0: Yeah, dude. And I forgot to say, yo, I'm from orlando florida so i rep orlando hard and i live in seattle now and there's no team so for warren fuck you for having to be able to like yeah boston (laughs) games to watch all the time fuck you uh yeah so so you're a magic fan ah hardcore guys like and every year i'm like this is their year every year i'm that fucking fan guys because it's gonna be that one fucking year where they it is their year and i did i said i give up so I said from the very beginning, since I said, I'm a fan, never going to drop off. You know, I was hey. Mario, like Rasheed Lewis days, Mario Hazonia. You remember from Mario Hazonia when we thought he was going to be good, a breakout guy? God
1: damn. Yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> hey, I think that okay. I'm from upstate New York. And so my allegiance is like, wait a second, Warren, why are you a Celtics fan? It was how my father introduced me to the sport. And so I got introduced, you know, way back when, you know, when I was watching and he was a Bird fan and a Celtics fan. And I just kind of kept kept up with it. And then I started to follow players and did a lot of stuff. So I followed, you know, Syracuse Orange and did all the stuff. And I am uh, I guess I am a somewhat Knicks fan because those are the games that we got at the time. Um, but, you know, if I have to do the one-two, it literally is Celtics. And it is, I am a Knicks fan, which hurts my heart to, to, to see them, you know, struggle but you know that's uh
0: yeah, hey i'm from that's upstate new york I, and
1: I'm a, I'm a buffalo bills fan so i am used to the struggle i know what losing feels like and we've been there so we, we've all got to be there at some point
0: well i that's a, so i got to ask because like my family when they came over from hong kong like in the like the sports they could follow wasn't american football wasn't baseball really Like at the time it was basketball. It was like Larry Bird, Matt Johnson. So at the time when they were, when they came over, that was what they watched. So when I was born and watching and like watching sports, that was the sports we watched. So like all the 80s and 90s, yo, basketball was it. So uh, yeah, I had that connection with like being shown basketball from that age too. Like the Celtics times,
1: all those times. Oh it well it, it right. is really interesting too because we we are like we're in a transition and I think it feels like it always is, but it really is starting to feel like this man, anytime, anywhere, any place, someone on the basketball team, and it doesn't not just NBA, right? I'm talking about all sorts of leagues are just going off, right? Especially the players that are dropping Dwight Howard stat line. We don't uh, we don't have a ton to talk about it, but just insane to see what he's doing, you know, overseas. And anybody can sort of go off. So it is really interesting of where we are today, right? Like, I think we're going to talk about, you know, where we are today and what do we like, what do we don't like. I think some of the things, like the scoring is up, but does it make oh. the viewership up? Yeah, yeah or nay. Um, so I'm really I'm really pumped to kind of get into a lot of those nitty gritties for that. But we're also talking about cannabis, and so that's something that we're going to be diving into as well on this podcast to kind of learn a little more about what are we smoking, if we're eating something, and what, what do we got? What do you got tonight? Do you have anything?
0: Uh, I am smoking uh, Saints, uh, and it is sugar breath. It is a indica hybrid, and nice. it is fantastic right now. And I'm smoking it out of, this is a, a water bong uh, that looks like a water <laughs> bottle, guys. Uh, you can get this on Amazon. You should do it. You can get this at your weed shop it's, it's called a budsy you should do it and it is Ooh, fantastic nice. uh cannabis helps me with my add really i don't do it like i thought i did it more recreationally but like it really helps me with keeping focused with a lot of different things so i have my medical card even though i live in washington and uh like even though we're in this podcast and it's fun to be smoking while we're doing it's like it actually is helping me focus and like be with you on this on this journey <laughs>
1: Nice. Yeah, I uh, also have a medical card. It helps me go to sleep. I uh, I have really, really bad trouble. I'm talking, you know, not because I have a newborn. We'll, we'll I'll t- talk about him plenty. Uh, but I really have trouble sleeping, um, whether it's going to bed at 4 a.m. sometimes and just not being tired at all. I'm like wide awake, really refreshed. Um, and it really sucks because sometimes we're, I gotta get refreshed. up at yeah I gotta get up at seven thirty to take out the dogs. After I go, you know, to class or I have to go to internship or whatever that I got there. So um, I use it a lot. I use I'm I'm still a bit I wouldn't say I'm newer. I definitely smoked a lot, but I am definitely not you know a, a pro at it. Uh, and so it's one of these things in which case that I use it a lot, especially when I am like kind of stressed and struggling and I just can't get to sleep. So um, a lot of tincture that I tend to use a lot, is probably like one of my my, my go-tos and some topicals as well. It's been really, really cool just to really kind of dive into this world and try to find out, you know, what are these uses of really trying to reducing that stigma of a drug and really kind of use this medicines for, you know, to, to to get to baseline, right, to get to what we normally need to do. Uh, to have our lives, So I think that's going to be great. So, you ready to dive in? Let's do it. I'm ready. All okay. right. So we're going to break it up into a couple of different sort of points here. Um, and so we're going to open it up and talk about what happened last week. So, Terrence, what's your big last week takeaway? What's your last week highlight?
0: Because of not just his 60-point explosion, but just looking back last week, I really want to talk about Luka Doncic needs help. Uh, I feel like since Bubble, I have said that guy is my MVP. Every year, I say he's MVP. So even though Joker is, we're going to get to him later because I want to talk about the big man um, in general, like the center position. But I really feel like in watching Luka now, he just needs help. Dinwiddie isn't enough. Uh, like Tim Hardaway Jr. just isn't enough. Like those are guys who we've seen go off here and there. Dinwiddie, we thought, could could have made a turn, but he just – He's not he's not made it yet, and I don't think if he's not made it now, I don't think he's gonna. Because if he was that guy back when he was in Brooklyn, right? I feel like when he was in Brooklyn, and we thought, oh shit, that he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a force in like two or three years. But here we are, two or three years later, he's with a superstar, and he should be a good like second or third banana. He's not. Um, and Luca is great right now at slowing everything down, playing at his pace. But, man, it just is only at his pace. He doesn't make everybody better quite yet. Not like Joker right now, right? I, I feel like their games are very similar where they they control the pace. Holy shit, right? If they don't want to do something, they're not doing it. And good luck trying to make them do something different. But um, that's my big takeaway for this week. Like, man, Luca ne- fucking needs help. And, like, I don't know if you saw in the news where there was a mural that an artist put yes. up and – like and it's a sign of Luca, like, you know, him saying I you know, send help. And Mark Cuban like made a fucking big deal about it. He he's he like was like upset that he like this artist put it up. But I think Warren, you said it. Yeah, where's the lie? Yeah. And I agree. There's no lie. And I it's just more ammunition of like, yo, I just think that's my big takeaway. Luca needs help. Luca still, I would say he's my MVP. Um, he just is, I just love his game. I love the swagger. Like, I love everything about him. Um, yeah, I could talk more about him, but
1: that's mine. What you got? What you got yeah. More? So, you know, just to comment on that really quickly, I'm like looking through the list. I just Googled, you know, look at Donch's teammates, you know, just in Dallas. Right. And I'm really curious of really trying to sort of like investigate that a little bit more. Right. I love to talk about this later because what is the issue? Right. Do people not want to play for Mark Cuban? Do people not want to play? It is in Dallas, Texas, right? Like, one of the racist capitals of the world. There's a veteran. JaVale McGee's there. There's a veteran. JaVale McGee's there. Yeah, but, like, there's clearly an issue, right? So his – arguably, I would say, just – I'm doing a quick search of this list. His best player that he's had to play with was Christoph Rzingis, and they shipped him out, right? And so – it's really interesting to Jalen Brunson or before Jalen Brunson?
0: Wait, Brunson or not Brunson? Brunson was better Brunson. than Porzingis or not better than? No. What do you
1: know? Uh, uh, I look at Porzingis. Pr- the Knicks Porzingis was insane, right? Sure. And yes, so I agree. But the Brunson yeah, really... hasn't gotten there yet, right? And so we haven't seen Brunson carry a team, right? Who We haven't seen him do anything right. that the Knicks Porzingis have done, right? Now, right. this could be the old one. Right, and he's somewhat weird, and I'm still not entirely sure what's going on with KP himself. But um, the fact that the Knicks was willing to tamper to get to allow Brunson to escape (laughs) is telling. Right, my words. Right, it is telling to say what is going on in Dallas because you you know they got Christian Wood, and Christian Wood was. Doing some putting some insane numbers for the Rockets but was putting up some insane numbers and then they get there and it's like the Luka Doncic show and then everybody else and I think you you hit the nail on the head with these two MVP candidates right when you look at someone like Joker and Luka I haven't seen them elevate every pe- people around them now the biggest question mark is Jamal Murray right like I don't know. That's a big question mark because, like, he 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 kind of did get elevated because of Luca. Oh, excuse me, because when of Joker. Joker was out this week, he yo he stepped up this week when he was gone. Right. Young. So, so I'm not sure, especially because after his knee injury, I still think there's a couple of question marks there. But I think the biggest question mark, the biggest question to look at is, man, Luca like Joker, they can surround them with people, but do they actually elevate the talent around them? Like we 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 have seen. Steph Curry right like we have seen other people elevate people around them and that not because of like oh Steph is doing as as actively doing something for that other person but it's Steph's presence right and it's the intangibles they talk about right KD and it's not just Steph right I'm talking about KD right there's multiple players that are literally making people around them better and that's not happening there. It's also not happening in the 76ers, right, when I'm talking about Joel Embiid and James Harden either, right? So it's really interesting to look at Shit. it. it. Uh, <laughs> you Oh, my God. So it's right really it. interesting oh to sort of look at and kind of go into there. So, yeah. So I think that's a great sort of like last week to kind of talk about too because, you know, it, it's, it's baffling to say Luke is doing amazing and that 60-point game was insane. But they are still – Middle of the pack, maybe. Closer to the bottom of it, right? Like, Luca has to drop 45 points for the Mavs to be relevant. And that's insane. He's the leading scorer of the league right now,
0: right? He's still the leading scorer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I believe so. I I believe
1: so. Well, I believe so. I think he's been, like, you know, up and down with Tatum now with his resurgence, right? So it's definitely top three for sure. Um, yeah, so the, the thing that I want to bring up for last week, too, is Chris Middleton, man. Like, the Bucks are bad. Like, what? I don't know if it's from the sense of, like, their defensive struggle. They have two really great defensive players. I think top three or top five defensive players with Brooke Lopez and, you know, obviously Giannis that's going to be there. But me, a- Andrew Holiday. But I don't think his statistic wise are not that high. But he's, you know, he's up there. But then after that, this team is just bad shooting wise, rebounding, just the actual the statistics. And I'm like, man. And we talked about this, you know, Chris Middleton's, you know, thirty plus. Did he really mean this much to this team? Because this injury is really starting to like linger a bit. And I think I, I kind of I posted an article that sort of talked a little bit about how his rehab has been really really challenging and a lot more difficult than it would be before just because of the age, right? And once you cross a certain threshold, I think it's like thirty one in the NBA, rehabbing has become really really difficult. In you think that it's going to be X amount of time, and then it becomes you know progressively longer and longer and he got back and then and now it's like rest rehab rest getting back into it don't want to re- do a uh, risk a re-injury and so I, I guess for me I look at you know one of the takeaway is I'm really surprised how bad the Bucks have been when uh, Middleton isn't playing and I didn't think he was as good of a player, but now I'm starting to look back and think, man, maybe he actually was the perfect fit for this team to hold it together. Because without him, I really don't know. Like with without, once you take out Chris Milton from that that team, you double Giannis, or you at least force Giannis to shoot threes that he loves to do. Now all of a sudden, and so if you force Giannis to shoot a three, and you take Milton out. I literally have no idea where the scoring comes from in that team. And it and it's crazy. It's crazy. But the
0: thing with the team, so I agree. They look terrible. But if you look at their record, they're they're still they're still doing fine. Right? I don't think they're panicking in that way. I but I do think you are onto something with Chris Middleton. And we talked about this. Like, I think I think they're gonna hold off. I think they're gonna. I think they're putting – with what's going out about his rehab being hard, I think, yeah, they're fine putting it out there and, like, knocking that because I think they don't want him to play until the playoffs. I really think well, he's, they he's, either – He's
1: played. He's played a little bit already. He came back from injury, but but it, now it's sort of like management, risk management, injury management. I think it's going to be
0: all that. I think they're going to be like, yo, no, till till playoffs, Let's let's just hold off.
1: But I think in because uh, they're a team that like, already compete.
0: made it to the champ Like they've won, right? They know, so they know if they just yeah. But you're like, wasting
1: literally. You're wasting arguably one of the best talents right now. I, this is obviously my opinion here. Chris Middleton is one of the best but, talents. <laughs> no, Giannis is one of the best talents. Right? Like you're not bringing ah, right. you're not bringing in any other talent to the Bucks, right? You re-signed Bobby Portis. You got, I think you required a couple of skill, you know, Joe Ingles on there. There's like some, a couple of skill positions that that are there, right? But you have not got anyone to supplement anything that Chris Middleton does, right? And so I find that to be really, really interesting because of two parts. On one part here, sure, Giannis was playing out of his mind. That's why their record is that good. But the last 20 games has been awful, 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 especially because I feel like the season's wearing on and it's wearing on him that he has to carry the team again because he had to carry the team through a grueling, grueling uh, seven-game series with the Celtics that they lost, right? And so I think it starts from there. Since that point that they lost, the Celtics has been a really shaky start, A, a good start to the season. And then it's it's kind of like kind of teetered to, oh, we clearly can't do what we did last year in the playoffs. And that's exactly what they're doing. And so I find that especially since in the last tidbit here, they rested their players, right? So they rested their players so that they wouldn't have to play the Brooklyn Nets. And they gave up home field advantage, home court advantage in the playoffs last mm-hmm. year. And that came crucial to have game seven in Boston, essentially why they didn't win. And so you know, I, I look at things like that and be like, man, and now Giannis is kind of in and out. He has an issue with his knee and Giannis without being on the Bucks roster. Well oh, man, oh, that is not I mean Drew Holiday is doing his best. I'm looking at
0: that whole roster right now. I've got the roster from it. You are right. If you take away Giannis guys Drew Holiday and Wes Matthews might be their next best
1: players? No, no. I think I think you're not giving credit to Brook Lopez and Bobby Portis. I think that's rude. <laughs> <Best> <laughs> are, wait, no. Their score no. At- Brook Lopez is oh. Yeah, he's going to put up a double-double. After, like- after Drew Holiday, I think it's I think it's like Brooke Lopez for sure has to be there. West Matthews is just a defensive in a role player for sure like you gotta put you gotta put him up there, and Bobby Portis I think is a great stretch four five big man. He's playing off the bench, but I think he can start. Um, I don't, <laughs> but after that, though, I don't know who who it is there. Like in Grayson Allen, I think we can talk about his dirty play. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about his dirty play at a later episode for sure, but. Yeah, it's it's just baffling to see the the champion team and that the way that they were the pedigree of play that they've done with Mike Budenholzer, which does that not work anymore right um but they also haven't like put young I guess that's the other thing they haven't put young pieces there right like drew how all of those people that we've talked about I think they're over 27 28 one the youngers right so Definitely. Who is the youngest piece that the Bucks have put in place to succeed, right? To help out, right? I think that's another thing, too, that we haven't seen young talent in there. We haven't seen young talent in Dallas. No. And it is really interesting to see of like, hey, this is what it needs to be. This is what's happening in the league. Look at the Pacers. Look at the Kings. Um, but it's not happening. And it, it is really interesting. So uh, that was our last week takes. Yeah, any comments on that before we look into our with the highlights this week?
0: Not any more than what I said. No, thank you.
1: Okay. Uh, all right. So this week takeaway, what you got? You got a couple of things here that I'm really, I'm really curious okay. about. This. I'm glad you fun. brought
0: up. You just said like how, like how Joker and like don't make people on them better. So I've been. Cause I feel like every year, the last three years, people have been on the Nuggets train and they always fold in the playoffs. They just they just do. They 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 peter out because I think Jokic was not making people around him better. But watching some of these games now, have you been watching Aaron Gordon? Have you been watching this dude?
1: He so, has turned into what I, didn't I wanna... wanted
0: him to be in fucking Orlando. Fuck yes. you. Fuck these guys. Tobias Harris, fuck you. Right, these guys go somewhere else. Everybody Ben Walls, fuck you. goddamn it. I'm sorry. I guys, I'm a hardcore Orlando fan and I still got a lot, a lot of anger issues about people just going, right? And like Sha- succeeding everywhere else. Did it start with Shaq? Or Shaq, or was... it's it's always with Shaq. It's always it's Shaq. It's always with Shaq. And it it it's just and I always feel like they're just gonna leave me. It's like my real life relationships, right? I just am always afraid they're gonna leave me. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just like my 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 basketball team, god damn it. Um no, I really feel like watching the Nuggets right now, seeing these people play with him right now, he is actually making them better. Like if you're seeing what was his percentage the other night 96% field goal percentage right like on 36 points and like in a triple double right 96% field goal percentage I do think he's making people better around him this season and that's why I think this season
1: they are going to the at least the conference finals so I usually I'm not going to offer any sort of different points here and I'm not going to refute I'm definitely not refuting your point. I will say this: the I think the biggest component, uh, the biggest proponent for Aaron Gordon's Aaron Gordon's ascension is health, right? Um, last couple years, right? It's been really Aaron Gordon and Joker, and that's it. There's some role players for sure, right? But sure. Jamal Murray, like since the bubble, Jamal Murray's knee injury was severe, right? We're talking here. Like what two years, maybe three years worth of like a rehab. And he had he's like now slowly is starting to like, oh, okay. He's looking like what he was before. And mm-hmm. I always forget his name. I'm gonna get his name mixed up in the head. But who's the forward who's like super tall? He's the wing player. Um uh, uh, I'll I'll look it up. I gotta look at the like roster. Um but he had a weird issue with his back, right? He had his like weird issue with his back that he basically had to miss a whole season and a half for. And so I think when that trade happened, or when I don't know if it's like the trade, when Aaron Gordon signed with the Nuggets and then both those guys went down, we never actually saw that team play to a potential. And now that they're all back now, I find we finally are getting them to be like, oh, this is what the team was supposed to be like Michael Porter jr. Yes. Thank you. I know mean, it was a three. Yeah. Three, they're,
0: three, they're all here. I agree. And like, and that Jamal Murray is the, is the X factor, right? I feel like if he can stay healthy, they're going, they're going to be the conference in the conference finals. I don't think another team can beat them in a multi, like in multiple game series. Joker is going to find a way to get everybody else. If they're all healthy, they're going to make the, Because he's going to have a triple-double, and he needs one other player
1: to step up. One of those other three to step up. Another team in the Western, right? You're talking about to get to the finals, Western Conference Finals, or are you talking about winning it all?
0: I think they're going to get to Western Conference Finals. I don't know. Like oh, I don't know if i that confident they're going to win at all. Okay, okay. All nothing. I, I you after are not All-Star. saying that right now. <laughs> no, it's too early right now. I got to wait till after All Star break, right after okay. All Star break, and then we can make that. But I right now, okay. I think they're they're real enough to go to the Conference Finals. Um, uh, and Orlando is definitely my sleeper pre pre All Star break because if you look at the record like they're 16 lost 16 wins and like it's like four games away from being into the play in so if we're at right now where we're at in before uh, all-star break i think they can make a push i think they can push out atlanta i i think atlanta yo i think they can push out new york even yo i don't i don't give a fuck about these new york like these eastern teams right now i think orlando has a chance because Caro is no joke i think he is going to win rookie of the year and the wagner the wagner guy yo fuck that, that kid wagner is killing me every time i see him and we we talk about bull bull a lot and we just looked it up i think he's i think he's gonna get traded i think he's gonna pick i think somebody's gonna pick him up i Man, hate it sucks. because he is balling out of his mind this year we've seen well, some they don't crazy highlights him. from him this year
1: they don't play him, right? So when he plays, like, he, he goes
0: out, right? He, he's like, okay, I'm going to do this. And you can tell. Well, him. I think
1: the the thing that I find to be really interesting with that, right, is was on the Nuggets, and then they traded him when he was somewhat banged up to the Celtics. And the Celtics didn't even attempt to want to put him on the roster. And they need sides, right? Like, that's why they got Taco Fall. And Taco Fall became this huge huge UCF alum there we go like he, he became this huge thing he still is a huge thing there's a chant for Taco Fall when he comes and he's playing for other teams right been just because of like like we just need that that length and that height so it is I find it to be fascinating that Celtics didn't even attempt to have any sort of time with him and then he's you know somewhat balling out and now it's just like what what is happening right now, Orlando? Like you currently are in the thirteen, thirteen in the Eastern Conference, right? You got the Wizards in front of you, the Raptors in front of you, right? Like it's you know, and then the play-in game, it's the Bulls. And so it's just like, man, like I feel like you can get you can run six, seven, eight game win streak to get into the play-in. I think that's the goal, right? Like it's play-in Yeah, play in, play after that. And we're competitive,
0: it- right? We just we just played the Jazz the other night. We pushed them, right? So it's not like we we're, we're we're scrubs right now. There's been years where I've admitted like we're scrubs right now. We we're not beating teams. Yo, we can beat. We've beaten teams this year, not like in previous years by luck. We're we're pushing teams right now. We're not giving up. There's grit. So they're my sleeper yeah. team, and it's because they are. And also, I'm a homer, right? So fuck you, everybody. Like Orlando's my right. sleeper. And then Nothing we talk about this a lot, but yo, know, Atlanta right now, we don't know what's going down south. But Atlanta, fuck, some So don't know what's up.
1: It's it's fascinating, right? There's a lot of uh, changes that are happening to their front office, their back office. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy that seems like with McMillan and Trey Young. Um, Trey Young is banged up and not quite playing. I think he was sick, so he wasn't playing for a couple of games. They traded for Dejounte Murray, which was a huge deal. First of all, side note: Dejounte Murray and Bancheros' uh, banter was hilarious. By the way, um, that was you know great. That that was great. I, I love to see that. Hopefully that that comes back for next year um, in the those um, pro a love
0: pro-A pro-A, I love it.
1: Yeah. Um, and so it's baffling to see and to look at why the Hawks aren't. You know, successful because they have the pieces. I would say they have the talent, right? They got a big Colin five. Murray. Yeah, like yeah, like Trey Murray, Collins, Hunter, um, Clint Capella, B- um, Bogdanovich. They weirdly traded away. I was to say Kevin McHale. Now they traded away Kevin Herter, which was really interesting. Kevin. To uh, he was like a for nothing, sharpshooter. Yeah, they, nothing. They, they they gave him away, and I don't know what's going to happen with his team. I would imagine it feels like John Collins is always on the trading block <laughs> every every year, and I would imagine they're going to blow the team up. Now they are right now twenty two and twenty two, ninth in the in the East. Right, so they are in that play in. I'm sure they're trying to get into the regular. Right, they they don't want to be in the oh sure, but. Um, they are only three games out of the play-in from the New York Knicks, right? And so they're they're not you know too far off um, from that, but it it is really interesting. And they are on the three-game win streak right now, so it's a possibility. What the, what are they looking at right t- tonight? Let me see what the what the score is. Well, and they're about, and looking, to, they're oh. about to beat. They're, did you see <laughs> the Hawks and Mavericks <laughs> game?
0: Yeah, oh my God. yeah, so too I'm actually gonna put this oh on in God.
1: the background too. too Sorry guys. Um, Yo, this is so very um,
0: unprofessional that we're watching these games while we're fucking
1: recording. <laughs> no, this so is this is what we this is what we do. Uh Not so impressive. it's under under two Hot minutes up. left. It's on ESPN. But it's the John DeJounte the Murray versus Luca dueling it out right now. And so is this what they wanted? No, right? I don't think they wanted this to happen, but they're trying to make do what's best. I, I do feel like DeJounte Murray should have gone to another team that's a little bit better suited for success because it seems like the Atlanta Hawks are going down. Now, granted, DeJounte Murray was seem to be stuck on the Spurs. He could have gone anywhere. But to go from the Spurs <laughs> to the right, – if I look at the, the standings, right, to go from the Spurs to the Hawks, you basically have given yourself six more wins. Oh, excuse me, eight more wins. That's right? a big like, swing.
0: When you that's need games, not, yo. When everything's tight now, right? There's, yo, it's every game counts. Every yeah. game counts these days. Yeah. And and the
1: Spurs are. I mean, so here's a, here's the other thing. The Spurs are bad, bad. The Spurs have nobody on it, and the only the difference is only eight games, right? That, I guess that's what I'm saying here of like. I feel like you should have went to a a different, a better echelon team, like like, right? If DeJounte Murray was on the Mavs right now that would be a significant upgrade he would arguably be the best player Luka has ever played with that's crazy
0: you're right because yes, DeJounte Murray did have to carry the Spurs for, you know, what those four years, five years? It felt like he was there for an eternity, right? Now it feels like he was there forever by himself. Um
1: God damn. Um Yeah, it's insane because it was um DeJounte Murray and uh um DeMar DeRozan, right? And they were feeding off of each other and they were playing you know somewhat well and then they blew that up Hmm. so quick update so it's a hawks is up by six in dallas 41 seconds left and so we're watching luca oh well oh man tim harder oh man dory finney smith was a, a nasty putback So we got a four-point game happening currently for right now. So everything I'm talking shit about the Hawks, they may end up losing this game. We'll see uh, what happens with it. um, Holy shit. What's your last last week? What's your last this week takeaway? Yeah, sorry.
0: It's funny you brought
1: up the Spurs because I want to bring up the Nets.
0: The Nets, this stretch of games that they should have been winning with KD out, we looked at this, Warren and I looked at a stretch of games, and we were like, yeah, they should win this game, this game, this game. So far, they've lost all the games
1: All since three.
0: Warren and I have chatted. They lost to the Spurs, which was one of the games that both you and I said that mm, they're probably going to win that. They should win that one, right? They should. Easily. Granted, Kyrie is out. But yo, when you look at that Nets roster without Kyrie or KD, fuck that team, guys.
1: What is happening to that team? No yeah, way. So the in- no way. So the is K- that team winning a championship. No way. Oh man, I don't. So I'll even what go as far. I was even go as far as to say they may be blowing it up. Um, by the by the trade deadline to be like, I think this was a this was a a fun experiment, KD that fun, failed miserably. Fun. Um, they can't beat the Sixers.
0: And- they're not beating well, them
1: they're not look at all the teams so they can't beat so we we, I, I, we looked at it we talked about it and they were playing and they just had to beat the heat by one point right and that was on <laughs> January 8th and we talked about it we found it to be really interesting and we basically said in this next in this next week or seven game stretch um they should be able to get three wins they have a stinker uh, at home against boston boston played Poorly, they still somehow won by eleven to the Nets, and then they go and lose again by ten to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then they lose to the to the San Antonio Spurs yesterday, and so now it's just like, okay, you started this out; those those should have been at least two wins. You start, and they were up in the Celtics game; they were not up in any of the other two, and so they were up at in the Celtics game. And so now you look at oh man, that game is on TNT. That's a primetime game. Tomorrow with the Phoenix Suns. What up? Definitely not watching that. So they have the Suns, the Jazz, the Golden State Warriors, the 76ers. I, like They're getting beat. I They're don't... getting beat by those teams. Yeah. The 76ers I'm like, I'm... are gonna smack them. If they don't look, have Katie the... or Kyrie, forget it. Their best chance their best chance is Detroit? Who somewhat scrappy? That that is their best they're chance to win a game. Yeah, because it's, Detroit has nothing to lose. They
0: play like there's nothing to lose. I love when they play because they they push teams.
1: See, and that's another uh, team. We will get into this a little bit later. That's another team that I'm really surprised that they're not like moving more pieces around. And they just yep. want to rebuild, right? Sadiq Bey is on that team who's insanely talented. Like, um, I think they're 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 without um Oh, their guard, their guard kind of got injured, and so he's he's sidelined for the year. But uh, I can't remember his name right now. So it, that that team is going to be a, it's a weird question mark to see will Detroit ever be good at sports? <laughs> That's just period because they usually have not had a lot of success outside of those insane you know years with you know Chauncey Billups, Keshawn Prince, you know Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. Uh, but it's going to be really. But it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. It's been a little while. Yeah. That was a 2000, I'll look at the, I don't, I'm terrible with the years, but you know, it's been a long ass time. Uh, yeah. The, and so the, the thing that I was sort of curious about is uh, I call them, you know, Western Conference rookies, right? Um, we are possibly looking at history. And so I was actually listening to the uh, old man in the three podcast, and they have mentioned this and I would, I had to do a bit of a double take and say, excuse me, is that real? Right. The top four teams in the West like, get this. The top four teams in the West have never been to the finals. That's wild. wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild. Denver, Memphis, right? Pelicans. Denver, Memphis, Pelicans. Kings, Kings, yeah. Have never yeah. been to the finals. And so – I find that to be, like, really, really interesting, like a way more interesting sort of way to kind of look into, oh, wow, like, things have, have clearly shifted or are shifting to see, you know, this is what the talent pool looks like, especially from last year, right? Even last year, the Suns were up there, Golden State was, you know, mm-hmm. one, two, uh, was kind of jogging it out for those top spots. And so I, if all things kind of holds, I think it'll re- this would be a really exciting Western Conference, excuse me, Western Conference playoffs, because we're going to see a lot of skill players and teams in areas that we just never seen before on TV. Like that, just get the head, like that's insane to think about, right? Like none of these players and none of these uh, franchises have never, they don't even know what it's like to even sort of be there and have and to talk about that in, in the same breath. Right. So I find that to be, as, as a Bills fan, I kind of attribute that to years ago when we finally got into the playoffs that was the first time somebody tweeted about it right like that was the first social media post that the buffalo bills has ever had to be like we're in the playoffs like just 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 think about how insanely long that is right we're talking about almost 30 years so um it's it's crazy to think about like oh man like this uh, talent wise it is shifting and i think it's exciting i hope it holds go down that road okay
0: take out all what you love about any other team right now in those four teams denver number one two grizzlies threes pelicans four is kings if you wanted to say cinderella i want them to win which of those teams would you say yeah i want them to win it right now cinderella those four right you're like yeah i
1: want that sacramento kings you know why why because here's the thing it, there's there's no tell shade. I, I see your face. there's no shade of the other three teams right I, I but tell I, me what I,
0: I, I is it a history that so, I want to know why
1: so it's a, just not it's just a bit of a history first of all they were they were cheated out of the they were cheated uh, when Chris Weber was there, right like Tim Donahue we 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 know this this is on record of like clearly they did not they did not they wanted the Lakers to win this team this is another California team that has been passed it off for such a long time right so the fact that they quote unquote blew their team up and made some trades and have some bonus now De'Aaron Fox now like they are playing in- incredibly well incredibly efficient offensively their defense sucks but that they're playing really well for a coach who I w- love now Mike Brown I don't know I don't care really what people think about him but, like, I love this dude, right? Like, I feel like he is a good coach. And we don't really see, yeah, Works we don't hard. see a lot of good, uh, somewhat young black coaches in this sort of get the opportunities he's got, right? He's gotten a lot of head coaching opportunities. Uh, I think this is what, second or third time. So, um, I, I think for that team, that young team right that's there, they 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 don't really have um all this sort of superstar stardom on their squad right like if you look at you know the top six teams, you got Joker, John Morant, you know Zion Williamson, uh Luca and Steph Curry right. And then if I keep going to seven, and then we have Kawhi, right? Like the top seven. There's like a or Paul George. There's like a household name in there that has been seasoned. They've won. They've done a lot from their other organizations. This is the only weirdly rookie team that is playing way better than they were supposed to. And I'm and I'm here for it. So that's the that's the biggest Cinderella story that I'm I'm rooting for Sacramento because like what like. How how can you how can you hate? them? what what have they done for you to dislike them? Right, that's the thing that I'm talking about.
0: Nothing about what you said is wrong. I also love them for all the things you said. My thing is, I don't want another California team to like. like <laughs> fair, fuck fair, California, fair. Guys. like everybody, focus on California. I'm thinking about regionalism right now. Right in terms of like what region fucking needs this and. I think it's either New Orleans or Memphis, right? I feel like Denver could, you know, needs it. But, like, yo, I really think a team that, like, a region that needs a championship is New Orleans or Memphis.
1: So, again, I'm not refuting you. I do agree with you. My only two points for this. The record for Memphis when John Morant doesn't play is insanely yeah, good. Yes, it's bad. It, yeah. Like, it's baffling to me that, like, man, do y'all just play better without him? Like, you, you have a better record without John Morant in your team. That is weird. I I don't understand this. Like, it, it, the point it guard that sense. plays behind him is great. Right? Would
0: play on it. Like, yeah. So, so I think um, they could like sneakily be a team that like wins it all right and like not yeah. surprising right
1: um, yeah the other thing too is with the pelicans right love the coach i love that culture that's sort of building there outside of injuries my only issue there is like zion williamson man like just play basketball like hopefully you get yeah. healthy you can manage your weight like i think that's one thing that i hate to see uh, a bigger guy have issues with his like his injuries, right? And I think the one scary component of it is when they were talking about not even the knees or the legs or the ankles, but when a bigger guy like that has issues with his feet, that's when you start having career-ending possibilities here. Um, you know, it, and, it, and it's really, and he's not the only one. There's been a lot of big guys who had issues with their feet just because of the weight distribution. And it's just not meant for you to, cont- especially him. This dude's a high flyer, right? And insanely, incredibly sort of efficient scorer, but you can't get on the court. And what are you going to do if you're not playing? And so um, I, I I guess I would feel some type of way if one of those organizations were to win win it all when on one hand you're better without your superstar and the other hand your superstar is not even playing ain't gonna get a championship like that's uh, like there's a lot of hard work that people are getting out there not saying he doesn't work hard right but like a lot of people are taking care of their bodies a little bit more and a little bit better and trying to do more with a lot less right i'll be curious to see what first round picks <laughs> does uh, the Sacramento Kings have, according like, in, in association with the rest of them, right? So, yeah, that's it. I just can't talk, sh- yo, with like right now,
0: I just can't talk shit about him right now. Yo, I get it. They're not, but I don't think they ha- that team has that swagger without him, though. That's the thing. You're right. Yeah. But you take him away from that. I think in a year that that all just dissipates because he brings something else. Yo, the dunk over Portal the other day, holy shit! Like, I think he, like, these dunks, he's like, he doesn't care. And when we get into talking about big men, right? Like Stephen Adams being his, and yo, I love, I love that team. All right, sorry, that's my, that's my to your. I think uh, no, th- yeah,
1: let's these keep it Western going. Yes. rookie
0: teams. I, I no, I love these. Like, sorry to keep, I uh, like, but I love the idea of these Western rookie teams, and I love talking about them because. I like talking about teams that don't get talked about a lot. I yeah. really do. I let's not talk about, you know, right? Well, even, well,
1: even well, we're gonna we're gonna mention Lakers. We're it's on there. <laughs> it's it's on here.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I think it, you know, just just to talk about it, kind of rounding this particular sort of topic, you know, right now the Oklahoma City Thunder is in the playing game which I like, right, especially because the amount of first-round picks in draft capital they have is incredible, especially because they for are years, doing all of this without to... their first-round pick, right? Like, they are doing this without their stud uh, because he played in a professional sort of uh, amateur league and had a strange foot issue, right? Lice, I think it's a lacing fracture. And so – um, it happens to big men, right? And it's really, it's really sad to see if that does happen. You know what happens with a career. So, you know, SGA is crushing it right now in, uh OKC. I think he's averaging over thirty-two points a game. All star, all star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to see. I hope that team. It's sort of the, the young. There's a bunch of old stuff there. It's like I look at the Western Conference right now and look at. Okay, I'm rooting for the Kings. I'm rooting for the Jazz because. Somehow they are succeeding with Lori, Lori uh, Markkinen. Markkinen M- and wait, we're going to
0: get to big. No, we're going to don't don't even don't talk about why the Jazz. No, we're going to get there. Fuck you, man. OK, Let's get OK. There.
1: Well, I mean, I, the reason why I said why. Hey, hey, well, hold on. When have you seen a team succeed this well when you trade away your two star players? Right. Like, correct. That's insane. Oh,
0: you're right. Yeah, so I, I, must, I don't want to break right. I don't it's want to
1: break like, on them, right? No, yeah. no, 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 no. But
0: I'm going to tell you why in a second here, right? I got, I got thoughts. I got thoughts on why.
1: Uh quick update: Atlanta won, so that's a uh, good, good talk. God <laughs> damn it! I'll, I'll, I thought they, come on. You, they, I think they were up. It was like forty seconds left up six. Like I was hoping for a Luca miracle. God damn uh, it! Uh, you, you were hoping for a Knicks game, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Shit, yeah, yeah. it's always painful. <laughs> um okay so let's keep on rolling i'll be at a couple more topics we're going to talk about here um and so you said you want to bring in a big highlight that we we talked about the big highlights already do you want to kind of go back to that well or you want to move into the one big thing coming
0: uh we can now. let's do one big thing coming let's get the one big highlight okay. right
1: yeah um so what you got yeah what you got for me okay so
0: i i really think the big man, the center position, is the reason why I think some of these emerging teams are emerging. the way are. So looking at these teams like the Jazz, looking at uh, the Cavs and the Pels, like I, I've got some stats here that I'm just pulling from just last week, guys. Like and I usually don't do stats, but with the Jazz, yeah, Markin is doing great. But there's also his teammate, Kessler. His number, he is like a double double machine. It weirdly, like, I don't know who this white dude is, guys, but he is <laughs> balling consistently. And they've got Taylor Horton Tucker on that team, right? And not a big man, but like, they, they just, like, with that team, I really think it starts with their two big men, right? The two bit, like, I think those guys. It's weird. He's a rookie. I've never... Wait,
1: his 21 year old rookie? Dude.
0: I don't know I like. I was like, who is this dude? He had a 2020 the other night. I'm like, wait, 2020. Wait, let me look back. Yeah. Mark is doing great because he's got this kid who he can play with right now. And they're both like that type, right? The big men who can do kind of everything. Nice. Uh, if you look at the jazz wolves game the other day, I like, yeah, that's when he scored the 2020 on like Gobert And like the other big men, like Edwards was there. And in talking about big men, Edwards, he like scored like the the most threes, uh like the young, like the most threes of a young player ever, like 500 threes, and he's what 20, 20 nothing right now. Right. Like it's these things that these players are doing, and then it's the field goal percentage. I think I brought up the other uh like earlier that uh Jokic had like 96% field goal percentage one night. Like Valanchunas, like field goal percentage, like Jared Allen, 75% field goal percentage, Potal 83 field goal percentage. Like these guys aren't like, they are crucial now. And they are, when they are called upon their 20, their double doubles, their, they, what they flirt with are more important than ever, more important than ever. So bonus, right? Like I looked at like what he's doing for the Kings, Out of all of the rebounds he had on one night, 18 of the 14 were on defense, 14 defense rebounds. I'm like, yo, fuck. So it's these big men who are kind of turning it on in a different way. And because I think in like last eight years, it was all about shooters, right? We were drooling over people who could shoot, shooting from half court. Yes, I agree. But now we're into, we're back to the big man being, like look at Jokic. He can do everything. He can do absolutely everything. And he's starting to make people better. This kid, Women Yana in France, right? They think oh, the future boy. is that kid, right? Like if he puts on a little muscle, right? Yes. That might be what we're getting to. The big men are really transforming into something completely different. Because would you put Giannis in that category? I say yes. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Power forward, center, right? All the power forwards right now, centers who can move in and out, I think are just as important. I think even getting to be more important than the wings, right? It used to be all about wings, right? You need, For oh, a you, long, need good yeah, wings. you need, yeah, you need wings. You need wings. I think now you need a good, you need a good power forward or center. So I'm really with that right now. Right. Cause everybody it. can, sc- everybody can score right now, but yo, everybody's getting bigger. Everything's stronger.
1: How is your center I, I- and your power forward going to transform? I love this. Um, quick aside, because I want to look up, I want to take that point that you said and kind of continue to expand it, but um, how does Rudy Gilbert only play four minutes and 58 seconds? I, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have after, any answers for that. After we know what he can do, watching him, what he yeah. can do
0: internationally, right? It's not that he just turns it off, right? Like, he is, yeah. He's put in a box somehow, right? We know there's a limitation somewhere. It's not him. It's, it's, it's not strange. him. We know
1: now. It's strange, but to kind of go back to your point, right? I'm looking at the standings here, and I'm like, damn, like I think it's, like I'm gonna like remove some teams, right? I'm gonna remove the Celtics. I'm gonna remove the uh, the thats right? Because of you know K, uh, KD, because of Tatum. There's a couple of teams I'm gonna remove, but like if I look at the top, you know, the top teams. Bucks with Giannis. You got 76 with Embiid. You got you know Jared Allen with the Cavs. You have Julius Randle with the Knicks, right? You have uh, Adebayo with the Heat. Um, you have uh, yeah. Adol there were so many people I didn't name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we clearly know Joker, right? I want to take out. Oh no, uh, uh, Valanciunas with Mem- uh, no. Who's the guy with Memphis? Cavs. No, no, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams. Memphis. Um, you have uh, Valanchunas with the Pelicans, right? You have Sabonis with the Kings. Like it's insane. Like like if you are on the West, though, this this looks to be really dominated, and I think this is really funny, right? If you have a dominant and supportive big man on the West, you are going to succeed. If you don't, and clearly the teams that do not are a little bit more lower. And it's just like you, you you don't we don't know where you are and what you're doing, right? Uh, and it's yeah, really with Lakers, like, Yeah, the Lakers, yeah, dude. Without Anthony Davis, they're fucked. Right. Uh, and so, even with the Portland Trailblazers, right, they have they do have a big man, but
0: Nurkic is fine. fine. What right, are you he's, doing? He's yeah. fine. I yeah. like him, but yeah. he's just average. But what, are you, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that take. I really hope it continues because I think the big man was for a while was just looking at being an enforcer, and that was it. And they didn't really have offensive skills. They didn't really do a lot on offense besides set screens and set picks. And they weren't stretching the floor. They weren't shooting the three. Um, and they weren't even grabbing rebounds for that for that matter. They were just like a bear as a body. And so I really love that to be this transitioning sort of role, uh, especially because these people that you named have, they. this is not like one-offs, right? They've been doing this for a lot, but oftentimes they're, things, right, their uh, performances are overshadowed by someone else on their team. And the, someone else is a guard or usually a wing, right? So, um, I love it. I'm I'm, I'm there for it. I think it'd be awesome.
0: And I think the biggest thing I've seen right now of that switch is Harden giving up so that Embiid can shine. Like, yo, right now, Harden can, can do what he usually can, but yo, I really think Embiid <laughs> is the way to go. You got to let him go, right? If he's healthy, you got to make him the guy. And I think Harden is like, yeah, you're the guy.
1: And he's I haven't right wa- right now. I haven't watched enough the 76ers, but I, 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 I think from what I've seen, I have seen that now this year, I watched a lot of them Shock. last year and year before. And I found it to be really weird because Harden didn't know what he was supposed to be doing on this team. And he so now, it's crazy We're now, Harden dropping twenty plus assist games multiple times, slow so down. Um, so that's interesting. i'm I'm curious to see how far it goes, right? because we've the same old story with the seventy sixers. You yep. can do this up until Embiid get injured and indeed goes down for even a couple of games, and then it's like Shh. it all falls apart. Knock on wood.
0: Knock on wood. Knock on wood
1: right. so i hope I hope it doesn't happen. but like you know, this is a grueling eighty two game season that no one plays eighty two games, but like, with even the stuff, you know, and this is gonna be a transition into my, my big point here. Like when we talk about rest days and we talk about like schedules from rest days. Um this is something that is just be it's fascinating now that there's statistics that we can look at these things here of like, I man sometimes these these guys aren't getting rest. Sometimes they get too much rest. What is that sweet spot? Right. And so I sent a screenshot. Why I think the big oh oh boy. I mean, when he plays Clippers we didn't talk good we,
0: we we didn't even talk about the Clippers at all we, that's the next week thing I guess yeah, yeah. A, well Zubax
1: Zubax is there I think Zubax had a 2020 20 or almost a 30, 30 20, like, he's always he's, he's he's always consistent yeah yeah but like it's the same thing with the same thing with a uh, um when we talk about Chris Middleton with the injury right like Mm. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best players in the world when he plays right And but he doesn't he play so it's just like the, 20, the 25 games a year right <laughs> yeah but like man when he right. played he was giving, giving something to work I love to watch it especially because it's boring play like it is it's not flashy it's it's weirdly like 80s basketball to a spot, like, mid-range made, yeah yeah yep yeah. It's weird it is frustrating because it's like man this is why the Spurs were so good <laughs> because y'all just played old school basketball with Tim Duncan and Kawhi. like the fact that Tony Parker and Manu was the flashiest people there was insane to think about and they weren't even flashy they were just you know doing like uh, you know reverse layups and that and that was the, the flashiness of that dynasty old ball. dynasty that yeah. dynasty insane. Uh, uh, but yeah so we, so, we talk about rest days, big man take so, sorry that
0: was that was my take sorry thank you for letting yeah, me go no, on that
1: big man take of course of course and even talking about big mans and injuries is a lot so I, I I posted this sort of screenshot and I was like wait a second I had to pause this pause it because there's now a statistic that's being tracked of rest days and what are the NBA win trends from different mm. types of rest days and so the the Celtics are the days of rest you know when they have to play you in back-to-back games, which sucks, usually it, it sucks for them. Uh, and especially it's like lower scoring is usually lower. It's a little bit sloppy of a play. Somehow, some way they're seven and L. And I'm like, that that's insane. Uh, every back-to-back game you have not lost. That's crazy for me to think about when they have a one day rest, which is, I think, you know, the normal sort of schedule, they are 23 and five. And so, I can almost count those five losses. Uh because two of them are I can I can literally of course, course you can Two of them are like they're the magic, right? I'm like, well, I, I know all those losses to happen. And I was frustrated as hell. Like, how the fuck did you lose that game? Uh, I think one of them is the Clippers, one of them is the the, the the Warriors, whatever. Uh and so and then this is where it becomes fascinating because if they have more than a day of rest, their record is two in seven. And that is fascinating. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me at all. And so they don't need like, rest.
0: They just they're a rhythm team. They don't they don't need rest. They just need to keep playing. So it's good. strange. I, it's
1: I mean, good. like I, I, I guess so then I'm like, okay, what are these trends on, you know, they're the, the bizarro clippers. They're the anti clippers. <laughs> Well, like for the teams who have more than four days rest, there's they've only been a, a couple of times. But I'm looking at, you know, the Charlotte, Minnesota, Utah Clippers. Like a lot of these teams, is only one win, so it's not anything crazy. But I was looking at here is the efficiency was being out the over like plus twenty six uh, percent, like efficiency wise. I'm like, wait, are you so? Some of those teams are really well rested.
0: Are yeah. you saying, hold on, are right, this is X file style? The truth is out there. Are you saying that rest might not be helpful to players? Is that what you're saying right now, Warren? Are you looking at uh, something insane? Like, are
1: you <laughs>
0: are you saying out loud that <laughs> resting is actually not good for players? I think the amount of that's rest a very that hot takes.
1: Well, because here's here's the, here's the thing too, right? Because this. We, we talk we talk about rest. It's this is a bigger this is gonna be a bigger topic. I just found it to be fascinating mm-hmm. because if we talk about rest, we also talk about practice time, right? And so if you have three days, four days off, you are probably practicing a couple of those days, right? You don't have a full day off. And Hopefully. so, right? Maybe, maybe you, maybe you do, maybe you don't. And if so you were on my think, team that I was coaching, you would be practicing every day. You'd be a champion, <laughs> I, exactly. Be, so I think it, <laughs> I think it's really interesting too because this this stat is really insane, right? Denver's um, mm-hmm. at the top when you have more than you know two days rests or a day of rest, in you know Denver, Memphis, Brooklyn at the time, <laughs> Indiana. They all are winning seventy-one percent of their games when they have a couple of days rest, right? But Boston's Boss <laughs> at the bottom. Boston's completely at the bottom. So I mean, there's there's more, right? Miami's down there, Detroit's down there, Charlotte's down there, Minnesota, New York. Um, so it is really interesting. Of like, what there's something more to this. I I for sure will be bringing this theme back because. I think the amount of rest and <clears throat> when players rest and who rests and what has become a whole game of itself now. Especially because we don't know who's playing, who's not playing, re- load management, all that stuff that's happening. Um, I find it to be sort of fascinating, especially because they were, you know, talking about I think even Silver came out and saying how they want to reduce tanking and all that sorts of things as well. When they really should just reduce the Good blocking luck. schedule. Yeah, just just, just yeah. reduce the schedule. We don't need 82 games. We, we really don't. And you're trying, to, you already increase the amount of games they play with the play-in tournament to go into the regular playoffs. So we technically have more than 82 games now. That And it's only going to be, you're adding more games without giving more rest, right? And I'm, I, for this, looking at this, I'm a big proponent of rest. I don't know if four days rest makes the most sense, right? And I was really upset about um the Brooklyn Nets were coming off of uh from Sunday to Thursday, and the Boston was coming off a back-to-back. But, yeah, it did luckily it didn't matter in that case, right? But at the same time, it's just like this is weird, right? Especially because Boston was coming off a of back-to-back and lost Jalen Brown due to injury in the first game. So I find that to be really interesting it's like how do how are you scheduling things to allow teams one team is clearly going to be tired more tired excuse me than the other more rested let me put it that way one team is going to be way more rested than the other how are you saying that this is going to be a fair competition when the team who is more rested has home court advantage than the other one that's on the road like I feel like that's really really setting up for some really shitty play and Possible injuries, But I'm really curious to kind of dive more into this one a little bit later on.
0: Okay, on that road, what if, let's say, we all agree. I think everybody agrees 82 games is too much. I think even owners know it. Everybody, The higher-ups know it. But how do you take away games and make back the money? How would you make back the money by cutting away games? because well, yeah, I think, sure. takeaway games how do you how do you make that money back
1: well i'm think i think we can supplement the games right I, I think we can take away the games and then add tournaments right and so if you were saying that we can shave off um 10 15 games of the year have an in season tournament and then expand the actual uh, playoffs to play in to maybe one or two teams i think that that allows for like better I, I think it allows for more uh, sustained play in that particular case uh and it allows for more teams to be on tv more right like this this would then allow for the lakers to not be on every fucking like um uh primetime game right especially because they'll be off and resting and then you can actually get more stuff in there. You can have WNBA, you can have college, like you can supplement NBA, you know, money into other walks. You can have the G league that's going to be playing that still goes into it. Right. Like there's so many, there's so much more basketball that can be played in the time that the NBA players can rest that you can still get that money and recoup that money back from. Um, you know, just my sort of, like, two cents on it, but, like, it's it's incredible to think about them looking at it and be like, oh, we we need – and the NFL did the same thing. Oh, we need to have more games, so we just straight up added an additional game of the season uh, and take away a bye week from teams, which is rest, right? That was insane to, to think about for me, and the NBA has already done that with the play-in game because you take away rest time, especially because they are playing every other night, so – um, yeah, just like, you know, a couple of two cents there. It's, it's, it's fascinating to look at and examine.
0: Yep. I would do conference tournaments as well. I would make it all, I would go local. Like when there's less games, I would say cut the season way down and then make everything very regional then. Then like the Southeast would play tournaments like, like, and make so that the stadiums can make their money. Because I think if you cut out 15 games out of uh, a stadium like Atlanta or Orlando, who, Yo, they need those games to make money concessions and all those, like, how do you make that money back to that local market is what I'm worried about. Because you can make money back TV easy, right? Fine, make a deal with somebody and like show the game and make money that way. That's easy, fuck that. I'm thinking about how is the owner of a team going to like say to them like, okay, we're taking away games, shutting down the facilities for this many, how many millions of dollars? What, $50 million it's going to cost, Right.
1: Well, that's, that's where the all. other that's that's where the other professional sports teams come in, right? Because the WNBA, for example, and even the G League are playing in some really shitty stadiums, and they shouldn't be, right? Like, right? Like that's the thing for me. It's like these are professional players who are not playing in the same uh, bright lights, so to speak, right? And not playing in the same equipment as everybody else. Why? Why is that? And, I, and if you're talking about sort of driving revenue that's a whole market that hasn't been tapped into because they, they don't want to in that, in that case. Um, I do like something that at least, you know, I don't like bubble year, but I do like the fact that a team can travel, rest and get and play a whole different style of basketball when they're rested in the, the, the region and then sort of leave. Well, they didn't, they couldn't leave, but I'd like that area of like, Oh, It'll be interesting if the bubble play, it was awesome. Well, man, I I mean, I love the bubble play. I don't, I just don't like everything around it with the stressors, but I love the bubble play because we didn't know what that was, was happening. Um, But I think that that was uh, all the players
0: all together and like hanging out and like, and then like going to play about, yo, I get it during the time it was, that sucked, but yo, to do like, yo basketball bubble time was fun.
1: That was fun. I think. I mean, I'm pumped. We're gonna talk. We're definitely gonna talk about more. We're gonna talk about bubble time. We're gonna talk about some of the the frustrations that came from bubble. But I think some of the things that they are trying to implement, we slowly are starting to see. We're gonna talk about officiating. We're gonna talk about travel. We're gonna talk about this FBI inspector who's who's catching people traveling and carrying. Who I don't think we've talked about him. Man, this hilarious. He actually showed up on TNT, so he's clearly getting more (laughs) and more popular. Um, Yep. But I'm pumped, man. Terrence, I'm really appreciative appreciative of you to kind of join, uh, hop on this journey this with me been a blast. I have this podcast. I'm super excited about it. I think our team, our highlight of the team that we're going to be doing this month until you know probably mid February is going to be uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. That's okay. Yes, I'm with it. I'm really, I'm really interested to hear of a how rehab is going. But I'm really interested to see, you know, what are their mindsets going into these games knowing that they have so many high draft picks and the better they play, the worse draft picks – well, the worse positioning that they're going to be in, right? So it's it's really interesting to see, like, should you – and I think the same thing that we talked about with the Utah Jazz – should you be doing this, right? And you know, it's it's a strategic way to try to get an advantage because if you succeed now, you're you're sort of setting yourself up for not failure, but like worse results in the future from what you just traded away. So it's it's you know you should be a, like the Charlotte Hornets or the Rockets, who's the last in the league right now. But you you are positioning yourself a playoff team, which is interesting.
0: And I think with their with their roster, right, like without Chet not being on the floor even, right, I think about that. They don't have Chet Holmgren on the floor, a rookie yeah. who should be on the floor, like getting experience, like should have been like, you know, neck and neck with Paolo Bancaro for rookie of the year. But, you know, he's sidelined. But I think with Shea, Shea Gilch-Alexander, I think he's going to be the like the breakout what he's been doing. The, the sky's the
1: limit for them. The sky's the limit for them. Okay, last question here. I'm going to drop one more ball before we close. Do you think, Shea Alexander, SGA, do you think they're going to trade him?
0: No. I think they're going to build around him. Oh, not Holmgren. He, no, I think he's going to be the guy I don't think they're going to do Holmgren.
1: Because they – he's having a season where if they want to continue where they're doing and Holmgren's out, right, like he would be the player to move to continue their whole rebuild. But that's the only reason why I brought that up. I do, I hope they don't trade him, but – I think they've got everybody – Josh
0: Giddy, right? Like, and I love that kid right? I think they've got everybody else. You keep Chet, you keep Shay, and then you build around those two, right? I don't, because like Shea is 24, Jets 20, right? So I feel like, yeah, that tandem, if Chet stays healthy, but foot, what well, was foot? Like, yeah, foot, something, right? Big men in their feet, yeah. right? We talked about this. Yeah. Kevin Donaghey, Bill Walton, fuck these guys, yeah, oh, man, your feet. that's
1: oh man, Beat. that really sucks with Bill Walton. His career really got cut short there. Beat.
0: No, I love that you OKC is our team. Nope, I I love it.
1: All right, we are excited about this journey. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us, and we are pumped because we got highlights of our inaugural episode. Uh, we will good night to you all and our parting words my parting words would be stay safe out there and have fun parting words uh smoke it all smoke it
0: all have fun be safe love you guys Hello, hello, welcome to Because I Got Highlights with Terrence and Warren. We are separated by distance, Warren on the East Coast, Terrence on the West. But we are united in our passion for basketball and how it impacts us. We're here to have fun, laugh, and highlight the things about basketball and cannabis that we just gotta tell you. What you smoking? Let's get
1: started because, bitch, I got highlights.